Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Miracle Soup. I am your host, Christoph Heinen, broadcasting today from within the hallowed sanctuary walls of this Cobb studio, located in the gorgeous foothills of Northern California. I love this place so much. I, I, I am so grateful that this exists and that somehow I have happened to just land here in this sacred land. Um, I was, I came here in 2008 and into the Nevada city area. And I remember when I got here after having spent years traveling through India and Nepal and, and Alaska and Central America and Mexico Australia, Europe, I've been around the block, so to speak. And um, when I got here, I just, I just knew this was the spot. Like I did not want to leave. I did not want to go anywhere. I knew that this was um, where I was meant to be. So since 2008, um, yeah, this is my home. So shouts to the, the spirits and the ancestors and the energy of this amazing, amazing land in Northern California. I just love it so much. Um, okay. Well, yes. Yeah, so I already recorded a good chunk of this episode and then, uh, nature called, I had to uh, take care of some business, you know, and, um, which is like use the laboratory. So I went outside and did that and uh, came back and just totally, totally was not on track anymore with what I had previously said. So we're, we're starting fresh and new. We got um, the Saturday episode today. So the Saturday special, um, it's going to be released and it's Friday right now. So it's about, you know, like 26 hours before um, schedule publishment, scheduled publishing. And the reason that I really like scheduling things is because, like, for example, tonight I'm going to do, we have a, a daime work um, with Seo Juseo. Uh, oh, that's the name of our church, our little, our little, our little group here. And um, yeah, so after, you know, it's probably going to go all night long. And so after that, I'm not really in the mood of just like sitting with a microphone and composing thoughts and putting on a podcast, even though it'd probably be pretty interesting. It's just best not to have to worry about these things and get it all squared away beforehand. Um, so yes. And the other thing is, is that pardon me if the brain and the words come out perhaps a little bit slushy today. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to just blame two things on that. One is it's been hotter than you can just, than is healthy for humans to be in. And yesterday I really pushed myself through the heat and I think my brain like literally might've melted a little bit. And so parts of my brain have turned to goo and aren't actually able to be as eloquent as this apparatus usually is. So um, I'm sure you can understand. The other thing is I did wake up rather early this morning. Um, I've been sleeping under the stars in my tent lately just to really 
kind of savor and just get every last drop of this beautiful summer experience out that I can. I don't want to miss a night sleeping under the stars. It's just been so beautiful listening to the the crickets. And I know it's going to be turning cold here soon in a few weeks. So I want to, I want to get every, every chance I can to just enjoy being outside. So, but somehow I woke up at 3.30. Maybe it was a fox call or something. I don't know. But 3.30 is pretty early. And as it happens, sometimes I just find myself like all of a sudden, even no matter, just after having woken up, I'm like standing there making coffee, like coming online, realizing oh, I'm putting like the mushroom elixir I put in my coffee and, and the oat milk and everything and realizing like, whoa, I'm awake and this is happening. Okay, here we go. So my morning routine is kind of like, is already in place. And um, so I had this delicious cup of coffee and then I sort of did this cool thing where I had so much time this morning. I mean, like, you know, like from 3.30 to like 7.30 or whatever. That's a good chunk. So I was thinking, what am I going to do with this? And the stars are so beautiful. It's so quiet. So I sort of created like this little mini meditation retreat for myself where I, I, I had three, um, half hour sections for sitting and then that was like broken up with like five to ten minute um breaks where i would do some qigong and yoga and um had some breathe it like a good pranayama practice in there oh we got mice we got hear that we got mice in the in the stove you little buggers well just a reality of life, man. There are rodents and mice and creatures that like to cohabitate with humans and so we got a little little guest. We got an official guest today for number 53. We have an official guest, little mousy. Little Mickey is in the stove. Slightly distracted. Um, yeah, I wonder how they're getting in there. So anyway, three different or, or, or three and they're not really different right but they kind of were they definitely were different but three different 30 minute sections of sitting and in that the first one had a good you know good 20 minutes of that was just was pranayama and um followed by the i sort of adapted joe dispenza's um and blessing of the energy centers meditation so i do that where i focus on each chakra energy center he doesn't call oh there's that mouse he just popped his head right up what are you a case of rats or mice what the heck's going on over here you guys seriously i'm trying to record you don't even care i think they're wood rats but they're they are, honestly they are pretty cute i think they're mice i don't know they're kind of in the in between the size of a mouse and a rat um so Joe Dispenza teaches this blessing of energy center meditation. You can get it on his website. It's pretty sweet. It's just that I I can like I like Joe Dispenza. I just don't want to hear his voice in my ears at three thirty or four in the morning, like ever. It's just too loud and uh, it's not the vibe that I like. So I kind of adapted it for myself. And um, I don't know. That'd be a, probably a cool thing to offer a little a little episode on or like a little little teaching on just how I've adapted that and how that works for me. Cause it's pretty cool meditation. It's pretty sweet. But, but then from there, it would just, I would just, just be observing the thoughts and just being present in my body, sitting up, feeling the energy moving up the spine, that kind of thing. 
So that was a pretty, um, pretty great way to start the day. However, right after that, I fell asleep and I took another nap, like early morning nap from like six or to seven, maybe. And then I woke up and um, finding myself now probably slightly under caffeinated for where I would usually like to be. Um, that's neither here nor there. This is what it is. And this is the time right now to create an episode number 53 for miracle soup so i'm showing up brain slush and and uh under caffeination and all just this this is how it is so bear with me folks and thanks again for tuning in um if you haven't already hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're enjoying this on but also it's really really cool to get a re- to get reviews and that really helps the you know, helps the podcast get out there, that kind of thing. So if you are on Spotify, go ahead and just like hit that star button, you know, just like, yeah, you're listening, you like it. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, A lot of times I'll have like a question prompt posted underneath. If you just want to like say something, you don't even have to answer the question because I'll probably ask something goofy if I get around to it. Um, But like just to interact, like, hey, I'm listening yeah, ask me a question, something you'd like to hear about, or um, just say hi. That's sweet. I love I love to hear I love to hear the pulse on the audience, on on my tribe, on my friends who are all tuning in. So, uh, of course, don't do that if you're driving, you guys. Don't do that if you're driving. And if you're on iTunes, the Apple I, Apple Podcast, just like yeah, if you can write me a review, I would be so appreciative. Just let me. Let them know that you care. Let them know that you're listening to this amazing life-changing program, which is just so wonderful, right? 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 Right, guys? Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. Um, The other thing was I've, I've kind of been, you know, we hear about content creation and, you know, getting your message out there and this and that and then, and there's a whole thing with video, right? And and I'm like, I'm so resistant to the video. And and, and it's, it's there's two reasons. One is every time I make a video, for some reason, it just takes forever for it to upload. Like, I don't know how people do it. <laughs> I feel like such a prehistoric, oh my God, old school. But, but how do people have the internet bandwidth to upload these videos? Like when I do a 10 minute video or even, it like takes hours. And then usually what happens is is my finally after like three hours I'll say like upload interrupted something's wrong try again later and I'm like really try again later I'm no I'm not gonna waste my time sitting here and you know for this thing to upload and then I'm sure if I took it to some place like a library or maybe like a high speed internet cafe I could get it uploaded faster but then I think well that's a whole other thing that I don't have time and I don't want to create time to do in my life because I'd rather honestly be meditating or being goofy with my kid or walking my dog or just like reading a book, whatever. But the other thing is I honestly, I just don't feel inherently that resonant with creating video content because I feel like we are all watching way too much freaking screen like we're all videoed out maxed like do we really need more to do more do 
does there need to be more videos is basically a thing. I mean, if they're really good quality, maybe if someone else was like a part of it with me or something, I'd be open to video, but really do we need to be sitting there like looking at a screen more than we already are? Like, no, we, we don't. And if there's anything I can do to help people actually do the opposite and get off screens, that would be way more fulfilling to me. So, so <laughs> that's why I just love the, the podcast is just such a neat, such as a, a remarkable, like, communication medium because you can be listening to this while you're driving or while you're doing a mundane task or watering your plants or uh, gardening or like doing laundry or dishes and all, all these things and you can be you know hearing this information and getting fired up and and just sort of like aligned and inspired and, and maybe educated I mean I'm not just talking about like Miracle Soup but with any of the podcasts that we listen to um, it's just it's just such a like a benign way to share information and to share stories. And, and I think that's so cool. And we don't need to be seeing like what the other person looks like necessarily. I mean, it's kind of cool, but I never watch like how boring is that? I don't want to watch two people talk. I've got so many other things that are way more fun than seeing somebody talk. It's like, I'd rather see somebody talk in real life and actually be present with them. That'd be cool. <clears throat> so that's why I don't do video content. But I wanted to also say something about the power of, of podcasting also with, with regard to the stories. And, and for me, a big sort of theme of Miracle Soup is just documenting my journey and sharing my story of, of just going through life and evolving and, and finding solutions to the things that are challenging to me to the problems in my life and sharing them and hopefully in that sharing other people benefit and can um, remedy difficult problems in their life as well so i also had this under this like realization recently too with, with my daughter with rain she's five okay i've mentioned her a bunch of times because she's just like just like my best friend she's such an incredible part of my life and it's such an amazing gift to see nothing essentially turning into an infant child like this whole process of growth is just it's just like incredible now she's five she's a toddler she's in kindergarten but she's not really in kindergarten because we're homeschooling her which is kind of interesting and it's a long story and it's kind of personal but she's being homeschooled this year for various reasons and um, it's actually kind of going good, other than the fact that I can't communicate with her mom. Um, it's 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 kind of cool. I've always been a big fan of the unschooling movement, but yeah, that that's honestly a whole other episode. And I'm getting I'm getting sidetracked from what I was just talking about, which I've kind of forgotten about now. Oh yeah, so my five year old Rain, and she um, seeing this unfolding this growth of like literally there was nothing and then this act occurred and then chemistry occurred within within the mother and a baby was born and this baby is evolving into just this brand new human like so fascinating what an amazing gift and i'm realizing you know like with her and i we're we're very close 
And I think part of it is actually because her mother and I separated at such an early age. And so when I have time with her, I'm one-on-one with her. And I think in a lot of family structures, like the mom will kind of take care of the, of the kid more and the dad kind of works or is sort of maybe oftentimes more of a passive role. But in that, but in, in once one of the best blessings of being a single dad is that you're really, you're kind of, you're really having to be there for your kid. And, and um, it's not as easy just to pass off like responsibility to another parent, which is very helpful a lot of times, but in a way, I think it can create like a closer uh, relationship with your child by being a, a single parent. You know, I, I'm just, honestly, guys, I'm just, I'm counting all the blessings. I'm like Mr. Optimist on this because single parenting is incredibly challenging. It is so tough in so many ways and it's so rewarding and it grows you as a person so much as a parent. And, um, and it's, it's pretty great, but it's pretty hard. So I, I really, you know, like with anything in life, focusing on the benefit, focusing on the positive, focusing on what you're grateful for just has instant, instant paybacks, instant, amazing, you know, like helpful results. So with, with rain, she is just a very dynamic, very awake, very, like plugged in activated energetic child and she likes to be basically constantly stimulated like most kids do and um since we don't watch a lot of screens I, we just kind of limit screen time sometimes i use it as a babysitter you know when i have a guitar lesson or something or a phone call or, you know but it's usually just just in the evening we'll watch a show or, or a movie or something but um she loves stories and it's just like constant like book reading and asking me to tell her stories is a thing and started uh just kind of freestyling these bible stories about a year or two ago and um she loved them i would do like shedrach meshach and abednego that's the one about the three boys who were thrown into the fire by king nebuchadnezzar and um, and how they came out of this furnace. They were they were tossed in to be be killed because they wouldn't worship his feet. And while they were in there, um, they basically weren't even singed. They came out totally fine because of their faith in God. And you know, fun stories like that: Noah and Jacob and Joseph and the dream coat and all that stuff. So I started kind of getting in this groove with her about stories, and then it transformed into childhood stories. So every night she's like, "Dad, will you tell me a childhood story?" And after so many nights of telling about your childhood, you start to really realize like, wow, I, um, I don't remember that much, honestly, like of my childhood. So you have to get creative, but she's really been prompting me to, cause like at night she falls asleep so easily when I get into a good flow with a story that I'm just making up like of my childhood or otherwise. So it hit me the other day. I was like, wow, we just have a really tight bond, a really tight relationship. Like we're kind of telepathically connected and I, I feel really connected with this kid. And I think it has to do with how, just the impact of stories that I've been sharing with her and how it's just created such an intimate connection with another human. And I think like, wow, well, well what is that in fam in families, right? So when I was 20, 
2021, I hitchhiked from, well, I, I got a, I got a ride from a fishing boat in Alaska. I got a ride down to Olympia, Washington. And from there I stayed with the fishing boat captain for a couple of days in like his little RV. He was a really nice guy and him and his wife. And, you know, that was in Olympia, Washington, beautiful place. And then I um, hitchhiked. He, he drove me to uh, just like this corner of the freeway, you know, shook hands and, and uh, you know, said our goodbyes. And then I ended up hitchhiking from Olympia, Washington, basically all the way down to Tijuana. I think like, you know, once I got around the LA area, I started actually taking a bus. Yeah, so I can't really say I hitchhiked all the way to Tijuana, but I got down to Tijuana. Once I got to San, San Diego, my bag got stolen. That was kind of a bummer. That was a cool bag. Anyway, um, so then I took a bus all the way down. I was just I had no idea what was going. I just wanted to explore Mexico since I had all this money from an Alaska fishing boat experience. Um, so I so I, I went down and through like some wild. Well, what it was was I was um, I was in this town called Topeak in the state of Nayarit, and I was. Um, I was looking for to score some herb, right? <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to get some herbs. So I'm looking around like, who do I ask in this town? Like how to, first of all, Tepic Nayarit, I never even heard of this place. It was so not touristy. I don't even know how I got there, but I had two intentions going down to Mexico. I was, when I was 20, 21, I said, I wanted to take peyote and I wanted to surf. And so the way that spirit worked was because I was looking for some herb. I met this, the one Western kid kind of hanging around around 10 o'clock, you know, kind of like in the, on the streets of Tepic. And I said, Hey man, do you know where I could get some herb? He's like, Oh yeah, it's funny. You should ask. Um, I am actually waiting for some right now. I just asked my friend to get me some, so he should be coming back and we're going to, that's exactly what I'm doing. So I'm like, Whoa, Awesome. He said, why don't you just, why don't we hang out for a little bit? And uh, my name's Brett, by the way, and we'll hang out. And so as we're hanging out, waiting for the herb, he starts telling, telling me about his adventures in Mexico. It turns out that he has these connections with a, a family, a Huichol family. The Huichol is the indigenous, one of the indigenous tribes in the Sierra Madres of uh, sort of like central Mexico, central sort of like Pacific coasty area about maybe around sort of south of Puerto Vallarta and in, inland in the mountains there. And, and, and of course the Weechels that like have this like deep reverence and tradition with, with peyote. And actually they would traditionally, they would walk, they take this walk from there, from where they were living either on the coast or in the mountains. And they'd walk to Wirikuta, which is their name for the sacred desert where a peyote grows and they would harvest it and have ceremony and, come back and bring home all the peyote for the year. And um, really just beautiful tradition, beautiful people. Turned out this bro, Brett, had, like, had friends, had a family he could stay with, and he invited me um, to go and like stay with them. And I was totally on board. That was so awesome. And so I had this amazing opportunity to be able to live um, a couple months. The first time was for, we stayed for about a month the first time. Then I went back myself the second time, maybe stayed for like, actually more like a, a week or two. So I got about a month and a half with these people and it was just 
literally shaped my entire life, shaped my life. It was such a epic experience to just stumble upon a group of indigenous, you know, tribe people living with the land and 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 they lived like it was so far away we had to meet go to this certain bus stop that only the bus showed up every other thursday and then take that like all the way you know outside of Tepic through the through the country and then we stop at this river and then we had to wait for the ferry to come and then like go and then like the whole that was a whole scene with like it was like a whole rodeo scene with like drinking and music and all these huichol native mexican you know like country folk just like playing the oompa music that they love and like barbecue and we hung out and then got the ferry across the river and then got another bus that took us to this other place like two hours into the mountains and then get off at this like random stop and then walk another two hours into the mountains and and, and there was his family and, and and we had like tons of offerings too we had like candy for the kids and toys and then you know the Weecholes, they, they like they really like their mezcal. So we had like these like really really cheap like gallon jugs of mezcal for the for the father of the family, Don Don Jose, great guy, man. Yeah, one night he drank that an entire like gallon in one night. Like those dudes can drink, but um, so the point of that little story is. Every single night, every night without fail, the whole entire family would gather around this simple little fire pit outside of their adobe. There, there was like a little courtyard. It was so simple how these people lived. There was like a little adobe house, maybe like a two or three bedroom little homemade adobe home where mom and dad lived and like the little, the little kids. And then there were um, maybe two or three of the traditional Weechel homes or houses, which is basically like about six feet high, um, propped up on stilts with a bamboo floor woven together with deer skin tying all together and then like a thatch roof, right? Like really simple little hut. And that's where we slept every night. And um, so we, me and my friend Brett had one of those and then like some kids had another one. It was like really open form, right? But like in the middle of this little complex of maybe three of these raised bamboo thatch huts and the adobe mini house was just a fireplace. And man, every night, everyone would gather around the fire and tell stories just like for hours. And it was lots of laughter sometimes. I mean, it wasn't like drinking every night, but you know, there was drinking involved, but there was laughter and, you know, smoking tobacco and me and Brett were kind of, I was like a real stoner at the time. So we would be chiefing on some Mexi, you know, something we pull out of like a Costal bag that we bought like a kilo for like 150 bucks or something. <laughs> smoked so much herb um but the beauty of that was seeing the beauty and the joy and the happiness of this family sitting around a fire every night they didn't have they just didn't do the tv thing they probably could have gotten it i don't know but they just weren't into it they were living they were living like they wanted to live and there was no tv and we sat around and told stories and i couldn't really understand spanish that well and i definitely couldn't stand understand a 
but all three languages, English, Spanish, and Wichol are all kind of like intermixed. And if I didn't understand something, Brett would translate for me. And there was just lots of questions and, and, and joke making and, and like gossip and talking about people and laughing about how funny everything is. And just so much laughter, so much fun every night, dude. It was like that. And that created a bond with me. I haven't kept in touch with any of them because just it's been so long, but um, I'm forever connected with them through these stories that we all shared. Now they're asking me about my life and, uh, you know, my family and then and I hear about theirs and their traditions and their old stories and, um, and then just recapping like what happened in a day, you know, like, um, I got to help out with the the corn harvest, you know, so like they would like assign me to have the donkey and they'd like load up the corn and I'd have to take the donkey back across like this whole canyon area back to the, where their little homestead was, a little village. And like, I'd never worked with donkeys before. They are seriously stubborn creatures and I'd get so frustrated. I didn't know what to do. And then like I had to get help and then everyone's laughing. So I didn't know how to get this donkey to move. And so talk about Christoph and the donkey or, you know, I mean, whatever, like life is so full of fun things to talk about and to recall and to recapitulate, to laugh at and to reimagine and to like make into humor. It's, it's amazing what we have with each other. And, um, that experience of sitting together with the fire every night with the Weechel family um, was just life-changing, man. The power of story. So it made me think of how I how I relate with my daughter and how like the, the this really like vibrant sort of story culture that her and I share has created like such a deep relationship. And and that is my intention also, I think, like with this podcast, with Miracle Soup, it's like sharing stories and sharing stories hopefully you know it, it's 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 what we have to create connection with one another and to create deep intimate connection and to create family bonds and heck man i mean there's nothing wrong with that if there's anything the world could use more of is more more intimate connections more family bonds more friendships more more like positive tribal um even identification is okay positive community you know through story through sharing um the other thing is is that the one of the cool things about sitting around the fire with the weecholes was that though the, they would talk so often about tetowari that we would sit down and oh, there'd be maybe a little silence and someone would say tetowari <laughs> you know it's like uh like looking this reverent way what's up boy Dude, I'll be right there, okay? Give me a few more minutes and we'll go on a longer walk. I love you so much. Oshla really wants more of an adventure this morning. Tetewari. Tetewari is the name for Grandfather Fire. And what a sacred word. What a name. And just how we'd all sit around every evening looking at the fire, sharing stories, being with each other, with the fire as the focus, and our thoughts and our prayers being offered in that ambient atmosphere, in that sacred vortex created with the living presence of fire as Tetuari, as our grandfather, as our teacher. 
And I knew then that like these were my people because I have always had this fascination with fire. Like since I was like a young kid, I was obsessed with candles and making a fire. Like every, I was like every, we had to have fires in the fireplace. Even though my parents never wanted to do it. I always wanted to have fires. It was like the most wonderful thing to have a fire in the fireplace at winter. And then as I got older, I was like obsessed with fireworks and lighting, blowing shit up and lighting stuff on fire. And then even got to the point where I, I, my, my first visit in a cop car was because my bro Nutter and I, yeah, his name is Mac Nutter, last name Nutter. (laughs) It's the best dude, Mac. I love you, bro. We, um, we started a fire at this park. We were like just bored teenagers, like adolescent 13 we're like walking through the park and we're like, dude, let's start a fire. Okay. So we made like a little campfire. It wasn't like arson. We just wanted to connect with Tetuari, even though I didn't know who Tetuari was or that even fire could be um, experienced as another being. I just had this deep connection with fire. So when I found out these people actually saw fire as a being, as a living entity, and they respected and venerated fire as grandfather, Tetuari as God, I'm like, man, these are this is it for me, man. These are my people. And they don't watch TV. And and they, they love peyote, which at the time I never tried, but eventually I did end up just randomly hitchhiking through Mexico a couple months later and just asking whoever picked me up, like, where do I find peyote? And it was just trial and error. <laughs> Finally, this one guy's like, oh, yeah, you got to go to San Luis Potosí. And then I get to San Luis Potosí. I'm like, where's the peyote? They're like, oh, it's not really here. You got to go to Real de Catorce. And then I got a ride to Real de Catorce. And I found tons of peyote. And I had no idea how to consume it. And it was way like advanced medicine for me at the time. I didn't know what to do. And it made me really sick and um, wasn't the best experience. But I learned a lot. And it wasn't until later where I actually sat in the Native American church where like, I got to take that sacrament, peyote sacrament, and just really see what a sacred teacher that plant is. Oh, viva to the peyote. I mean, wow, what a sacred, sacred gift to humanity. You know, may that plant be respected and may it benefit all beings and may the lands where it grows be, be like honored and respected too. Uh, plant medicine, cactus medicine, fungal medicine, such a gift. I am thoroughly amazed that I have talked for this long. I'm going to get going because I, um, yeah, there's a whole day ahead of me here and these dogs are not getting any less excited to complete their walk. So, um yes thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode episode 53 we've made it so far please remember to hit that um like button and leave a review i don't have anything else to say other than just have a beautiful blessed week beautiful blessed day you know put yourself and put your health first because honestly that will put other people's health right there with you and do what you love and um, go outside, breathe deep, wake up early, sleep under the stars, eat healthy, listen to Miracle Soup, 
Listen to stuff that feeds you with life-affirming messages that make you feel good. I love you guys. All the best. Signing out. Om Namah Shivaya.